mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting In Work, episode 116 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host, John O'Peck. We are powered by Audio Technica, and this week we have John Bernardo on the show, Mr. Canada, co-host of the Jumpmaster podcast on the OK Beast Network and co-host of the Panel to Panel comic book podcast. He's all over the place. He's also the man behind Pardon the Gamer, a website that for several years has run a variety of gaming and nerd culture written content with no barrier to entry. Anyone who wants to try their hand at writing is welcome to pitch features and reviews to John over there. And more importantly than all of that, John is a friend of mine, and this is April. We're doing the Spotlight series. I'm bringing you these people who are doing some awesome stuff that I want you to know about. I want you to go check them out. To recap, we've had Logan Wilkinson from Irrational Passions. We've had Sam Atherton from Awkward Pause. We've had Jack Cruz from It Is What It Is. And now John Bernardo here to talk about his experience in the creative world. And it starts with music he was in metal bands and very much involved in writing and recording and performing doing his screaming thing and playing loud guitars that's what they do i'm led to believe and as time progressed and the life of the musician became less appealing john channeled his creativity into podcasting in the world of video games i was introduced to john when he was beginning a new podcast called A Link to Our Past, where he invited me as the inaugural episode to talk about my gaming history through the years. And that was actually, as we discussed in the interview coming up very soon, the guest appearance that pulled me back into the world of podcasting preceding this show. So it's great to kind of bring it full circle with John and talk about his perspective on creating content, being able to work with people like Alex and Blessing from OK Beast, and Andrew Taylor, previously of Fit the Gamer. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, it would be awesome if you could leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really goes a long way to helping the show. But for now, here is John Bernardo. Enjoy the show. John, thank you for joining me. How's life in Canada? Life in Canada is cold, eh? No, it's stereotypical. <laughs> no, yeah, I had to live the stereotype. No, no, it's not that cold. It's it's getting better. We're at 15 degrees right now, but it's just a lot of rain, and I want to go outside. So, mm. but life's mm. life's good here. You know, we got our free healthcare at least. That's it. We're just moving into that time of year over here, being in opposite hemispheres. So, we'll send some sunshine your way soon. I'm sure. Oh, please do send it right over. Mm. And thank you for coming on the show. You've been a very great supporter over the past couple of years. Always hitting me up with positive feedback, retweets, all that good stuff. So it's uh, great to kind of bring you on here, especially when you are in some way responsible for lighting the fire of podcasting in me uh, a few years ago now after I'd taken a bit of a break from podcasting. So mm. thanks for that. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know I was the, the driving force for that. So thank you. That's <laughs> I feel, I don't know what's the word I want to use, but I feel honored that I helped you do that because yeah you've created this insane show that you know gets tons of views or not views <laughs> listens and you're getting amazing guests so i'm if i'm even one percent a part of that i i'm honored so thank you mm. <laughs> essentially i'd not been podcasting for a year or so and then you invited me on a link to your past was that the title close i can't remember if it was our past yeah our past was, yeah. yeah yes and that was a great little uh, little podcast about people's gaming histories you had some really great guests on there 
some uh, past guests of this show even. Yeah, for so sure. So that was, um, yeah, it was fun to, to do that. I, I guess you were the first person to invite me onto a podcast as a guest appearance. So that was really cool to do at the time. And I don't even want to think about what kind of recording setup I had <laughs> back then. I'm sure it was like... I remember you you were at somebody else's house and you had to go somewhere else and you were on your laptop yeah. and you were in a room. I, I have this as a visualization. You were in a room <laughs> crammed with the laptop close to you in a bed and yeah you didn't have the yeah you didn't have the greatest setup but it still came out good and that that episode is that whole show is on itunes right now so we people can go back and listen to it if they want they want to go back to your roots if you will when you started getting the fire i think that was your first episode of the show too it was i'm not mistaken you were my very first episode it wasn't someone else's house but i was forced to go and record in my bedroom yeah and it was probably like my like iphone headphones but it wasn't bad. it, or it wasn't yeah. bad I, man i've heard podcasts are way way worse and for me listening to a podcast when you can it sounds like someone is actually on a cell phone i just turn it off mm. i can't do it yeah i've only had to do that once and it was literally because the person was driving their car and that was their only chance to talk to me <laughs> and it was too like it was Shay serrano from the ringer like, oh, i couldn't okay. pass up a chance to talk to him so i had that to, episode like, sounded good though like it wasn't that bad I had to buy international phone credit on my phone plan to call him. <laughs> and I just like held the speakerphone up to my mic. But hey, it worked. So I got some better ways like we can talk about after the show that I got <laughs> I to tell you about. Because there's better ways than doing the international call. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, thank you for coming on the show. And we can start digging into a bit of your creative past. Because you've been involved in a lot of different projects over the years. I think when I invited you on here, you, you maybe didn't even realize how many things we could have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you, you were actually in a bunch of bands for a while, right? But uh, Coming out of high school, was that right? Yeah. The, uh, stalker. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I, I most likely told you that. But yeah, I was a part of yeah. a bunch of bands. Uh, I was mostly there. Yeah, they were pretty much all metal bands. My first experience was with a band called A Sin for a Prayer. Very cliche. Very cliche metal, metalcore band. I found them on Kijiji or Craigslist, uh, and we uh, it was basically to go be a vocalist, where I just made Cookie Monster noises. Um, <laughs> and I actually, the guys that I met there, uh, I still am friends with today. And from there, we were, we were doing that for a while, and eventually our music tastes started to kind of drift apart. Uh, and me and another friend that I met in that group, we started doing our own music. We started just playing around, having fun. And then one day on... Uh, new year's one of the new years uh my my bassist in my original band wanted he didn't want anything actually i'm just like i'm just gonna write a song for you just i was single i was bored i had nothing to do i was all alone and usually my writing process is i i have an idea and i'll write it for four hours and then i'll be done like so i'll stay up until like four in the morning uh so i wrote this song for him it was called shinfo it means shitty info (laughs) um and he loved it and right from there we're just like can we can we make this something? I'm like, sure. Because in the band, I was a vocalist. And in this band, I started something as a guitar player. So, mm. so I wrote all the songs. I uh, or I composed them, all that kind of crap. And that just kept building from there. Like that, That's where I built up a lot of my stuff where um, I was, we were writing all these songs. We were getting new members. We got his uh, best friend to be the singer. We didn't, tour in the natural sense but we did play a lot of shows um we played with a lot of popular bands in the metal scene 
and and it was an amazing experience and eventually i got my best friend i dragged him in he was not a guitar player for the longest time and he picked up guitar and eventually just exceeded my skill in every way and i i just kind of brought him i almost i dragged him in and i kind of uh subliminal not subliminally um you know but either way the, the our current guitar player i tried to convince him that he didn't really want to be in the band which he didn't want to he didn't but like i needed to inception pu- style exactly yeah i planted the idea in his brain well yeah I, I, exactly what i did because i pushed him and he's just like i don't know i was like dude if you're gonna do it you can quit it's fine i'm not gonna be mad just quit and i just kept pushing him <laughs> and then the second he was it i called my friend I'm like you're in so so as soon as i had my best friend in it uh he's probably listening to this shout out to matt from there it just made it more fun because you know i had my friend with me and it became so much more Mm. but then uh we had some falling outs uh with myself and our singer which we're friends again now but um he left we had to do a hunt for another singer who we found a guy eventually that was amazing in every way except we weren't a big fan of his personality and eventually the pressure of the future of the band like our manager wanted us to do more bigger things so much pressure came down where we just cracked and we're like, we can't do this anymore. So mm. it just kind of faded away. I kept writing music, but now being a father, gaming and comics and podcasting are now my love. Writing music has taken a severe backseat to, to my life. It used to be everything to me. I used to, I, I probably in my life, in my music career, if you will, and I wouldn't even call it that, but in my time, <laughs> in my time doing music, I would say I've written 50 to 60 original songs, maybe uh-huh. a little bit more. And that's not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying like, that's how much music was a part of my life is that I was writing songs every day. And mm. some of them weren't all rock. Some of them were very electronic. Some of them were very experimental. But either way, shit ton of songs. Um, and now to just, Ever since I kind of got into the world of podcasting, this music has, it's still, it's starting to come back now with some new music that I'm listening to, but it's not the passion that it once was for me. Yeah, I guess the goal eventually with music is to perform. And that's something that's a lot harder to do when you don't have the time or the schedule for it, Mm -hmm. because it's very much like you're playing shows at what, like 11 PM yeah, <laughs> and that, that kind of thing. If you're the last band on the, on the night, or it might be like a nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock gig. If you're lucky, I guess. So as a family person and carting around all you've, you know, oh my God, amps dude. and a, pedals and a quick, like it's a lot to work out, especially when you're having to schedule time to practice with your, your bandmates yep. and, you know, make decisions together. So I can imagine there'd be a lot of people in your place where, something that doesn't rely all of that organization and, and time commitment becomes more appealing. Is that kind of where you see podcasting and writing as, as more something up your alley now as a family man? Oh, 100%. Uh, writing was more, and I, I know I kind of see where you're going with this, but my writing is more just kind of a way to get my ideas out. Hmm. I don't think I'm a writer. It's just time. there's times where I have no other outlet. And so if I can write it down and just put it on the internet for someone to read or just to get it out of my head, that's great, but I, I am not the greatest person with grammar and spelling and all that stuff. So, you can probably go back and look at a lot of my articles and find a lot of problems with them. Uh, but podcasting, I feel like it's a little bit more loose. You just have a conversation, mm. and you don't have to worry about your grammar or your spelling. Yeah, you can sound dumb sometimes with not saying <laughs> words like I couldn't say subliminally. 
<laughs> still can't say it, <laughs> but it's still, I, it's just more enjoyable because it has that connection. And yeah, this is something easier to, to manage. Right. And, yeah. And it's easier to share. It's such a big thing right now. And up until recently I was, I wasn't embarrassed, but a little bit shy of it. So I would only want a podcast when everybody was asleep because I don't want to he- hear anybody kind of get into it. Right. But this last week or two, I've had no choice but to podcast with my wife in the room because she's oh, either really? in bed or yeah, she's either in bed or in the living room. Right. We don't have like my quote unquote office that I'm sitting at right now is a nook on the right side of the living room, like right up against the wall here. So no matter what, she's going to have to hear me here or hear me through the walls at night. Hmm. And if she's sleeping, I got to you know, talk like this. So nobody hears yeah, it. ASMR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But <laughs> You know, recently I've gotten more comfortable. I'm like, no, I, I can talk a little louder. And, you know, the other night uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff with uh, my new podcast, Panel to Panel. And I can't, I don't want to de- degrade the quality in any way. So she, I had to do it at a certain time because that's when my co-host had to do it, Andrew Taylor. And she was out watching her show. So for the longest time, I've actually had wireless headphones connected to the TV. I'm like, can you just put on these headphones and I will record? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. And it's still, I still had that like anxiety inside of me because I didn't want people to hear me talk, but I've done two episodes with her in the room and now I'm more comfortable. So as long as we have the discussion in advance saying, Hey, I, I need to podcast tonight. You know, I have a schedule. Mm. If you're going to watch the thing, can you put headphones on or just turn down your phone volume? So nothing goes off and it's very understanding. So I feel like my podcasting is going to start to grow now, now that I've reached that comfort level. Whereas before <laughs> it was, I have, I, it, I wasn't embarrassed. It's just, I'm anxious and I'm nervous yeah. about a lot of things, you know? You've unlocked a new level of confidence. I yeah. I wouldn't even call it confidence. <laughs> I don't have that yet. But you're confident that you can do it yeah. and not feel awkward about it. Or- I still feel my, yeah, I still feel myself limiting uh, my words and my volume and my contribution, but baby steps, right? Mm. I see myself getting there, but it, yeah, it's the small steps. Yeah. That's one of the great things about podcasting is we, we mentioned it before, but you can record with subpar equipment and edit it and make it sound like it's better than it is or you can sit on a bed or like when i <laughs> when i interviewed mega ran i remember my wife's family was visiting so i had to go again into my bedroom i set up my laptop on my keyboard stand that i've got mm-hmm. <laughs> so i took a, a painting off the wall i put it on my keyboard stand i put my laptop on the painting with my mic and that's how I set up a kind of makeshift little recording space. And you just have to do that kind of stuff and no one can see you. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> like you're doing video production. Yeah. And so I guess what I was making with that link from uh, music to podcasting is it's, and writing, but it seems like you have this need to be creative, to do something with your thoughts, with your feelings with your emotions and to to put that into some kind of outlet is that how you would describe it yeah no that's pretty much it i i've always felt like i'm a creative person but not in a lot of avenues like um i don't feel like i could i can't come up with ideas uh for you know a tv show or or a video game or stuff but when it comes to music i have this ideas in my head when it comes to concepts or topics of podcasting i can come up with stuff but it's creative in certain lanes right so it is it is a limited creativeness but i used to definitely be a lot more creative when i was younger it, like like going back to the music where i was just right i was kind of producing music till god knows how late in the night honestly I, I could not go to sleep until 
I finished the song. <laughs> I had an idea and I was seeing it through. Uh, now, at least I would like to stick with podcasting as my creative outlet because it's something that doesn't require you to have. I mean, this might sound insulting to some people, but it doesn't require so much of a talent, just a passion, right? So you don't have to have that talent like I can write music. Mm. It's just like, well, are you passionate about something? Yeah. Do you like to talk to people? I'm like, yeah, about stuff that I like. All right, cool, go podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, me and you were friends, so I enjoy talking to you, and that's why this is is good. You know, with my other podcast, we're talking about comic books. I love comic books. That makes it easier. Mm. So having something that you're passionate about, I feel, helps drive that. Yeah, and there's always the nuances of how to be a good host or how to be a good guest, yeah. and you know, the etiquette of a conversation that other people are going to listen to and that's stuff that you improve as you do it and as you listen to other podcasts or listen back to mm -hmm. your own and i think that you know there's obviously a lot of skill there but it's not like an essential ability that you have to develop in the same sense of writing a song or drawing yeah. or whatever it might be oh and there's definitely people you hear podcasts that are legitimate pros I, i'm nowhere close to any of those people and it's something i do feel will get good with time um, another reason why I do want to lead on the podcasting too is because, you know, I'm not the greatest talker in professional settings. And now I've, you know, I'm in a higher position at my work. So I want to be better. And I feel like, you know, just talking a lot more with people about the stuff I like mm. might help me you grow that kind of confidence and skill to be able to talk better in my work environment, which I, I already feel like it has yeah. in the last couple of days too. That's cool. It's really good that you can recognize that, I think. I, I feel a similar thing when I first started podcasting. I wouldn't be able to express what I was thinking at all. But over the years, you just, because you have to, you find a way to, to get better at that and get to a place where when you're talking in a different setting, that mm -hmm. muscle memory or the way that your brain comes up with words or whatever it might be, it just seems to kick in. Yeah. So with that said, let's go through a few of your projects over the years. Cause I mentioned there's been quite a few, there was a link to our past and then yeah. part in the gamer was a, a website that you ran yourself and seemed like you've uh, put a lot of effort and work and energy into that over the years to get to a point where mm -hmm. you've had a lot of people working for you on that. So tell me how that came about and, and how it went. So part in the gamer, it started as it was supposed to be a podcast with me and another kind of funny best friend, Michael Hammond. And what happened was uh, we were just kind of bouncing it. We he was actually on a link to our past, and we had such good chemistry that we said we, like, we got to do something together. And it kept taking time for us to get something together. And uh, we eventually came up with the concept of not a daily gaming show, but a gaming show that would cover the top news things of the week not like they do in other shows it was it was basically going to be kind of funny games daily but on a weekly basis right and this was actually before yeah. kind of funny games daily was announced so as soon as they announced that we said oh, forget it we're not doing this <laughs> right but it well it's funny the name part of the gamer came because it was supposed to be like the the tsn show part of the interruption right which you'll even hear kind of funny references a lot so it, it's very ironic that those ideas kind of were were created near the same time. I, that's why when we heard that they were doing it, we're like, all right, well, I mean, even though we had the idea before they announced it, we're not going to try to do the same thing. Um, so from there, I wanted to do something with gaming and I know I couldn't do podcasts because there's too many po gaming podcasts. Yeah. There's way too many. <laughs> uh, so the next idea was just like, well, just make a website where you write stuff. It's... 
technically free um and there's not much to it like just write you don't have to worry about anything else there's there's way too many gaming websites but at least this is something you don't have to worry about competing with the same idea right uh and the goal was to only not to do not to be like hey here's a press release everyone's doing that let's just only unique pieces um my my friend always uh, had his own things going on he got a new job he works as a, a developer now um but I pursued this a bit and just wrote for fun. Started off with a review for Danganronpa, the the first one, and from there, you know, there's other people. Uh, you might see him online, uh, JC Weekly. Um, he acts his own podcast with his his wife called Weekly to Weekly, which is a cute name. <laughs> um, and he was probably my biggest driving force into pushing that site because he was interested in doing stuff. And I said, "Wow, someone wants to do something with me? Like that's kind of cool." So. He was kind of my, you know, my secondhand man and kind of pushed. He provided a lot of articles, a lot of reviews, um, helped me find other people. And from there, I just kept getting guest people that wanted to do a review. I was like, hey, I'll give you a code if you do review this game. And at some point, I think I had 15 or 20 people writing things at different times. Mm-hmm. And then eventually people said, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it because I wasn't paying anybody. Yeah. As, is this, this is a passion thing. And there was no barrier. You weren't saying you have to be an amazing writer or you have to present any certain standard of quality. It was very much like if you've got a passion for something, just put it out there. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was if do you, you want to write about something? I was like, is that something that you want to do? Cause, and that's when the site turned from I'm just going to write about video games to I want to make this a place to bring in people to write about stuff because I joined a website that Anyone that's followed me during a link to our past might know which website it is, but I'm not going to drop it because I don't want to throw any shade. But some incidents happened and they kicked me out of the website with no way to kind of redeem myself in any way. Apologies were left. The guy did not give a shit about anything I had to say. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of people are getting tossed around like this. I want to write for websites. I'm not going to be like that. Not that I had any power behind me, but... I wasn't going to do that to somebody. So I wanted to welcome anybody and anybody that wanted to write. Mm-hmm. So I said, Hey, if you want to review a game, let me know. I'll reach out to the publisher. If I get a code, yours review, you don't get paid, but you get a free game. Yeah. So all you gotta do is write about it. Um, and that's where it went. But yeah, it just started to fall apart. Um, and it wasn't doing as good anymore. I still am keeping up with it when I need to kind of vent some stuff. Uh, I told you before we started recording that, I do have some pieces that are kind of just sitting in my drafts that need to be published. Obviously it's not my top priority. So yeah. that's why they're still sitting here, but I do have um, other contributors, uh, Eduardo Santana from, yep. you might've seen him on Twitter. He's, sure. he's yeah. been an avid supporter of the site and I, I've thrown him in to do a bunch of reviews and he's, he seems to be enjoying it. Mm. Other than his last pieces though, there's been no activity on the site in at least um, two months. Mm. So, and that's it's, fine. It's like, more... Yeah, everything has yeah. its time, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think it's something that'll always stay there because I am proud of what I've done with it. There are over 100 unique articles on it without any news items. So that, that makes me feel proud of that. Um, and it's something I accomplished and you know I am proud of it. Uh, it's I think it's always going to stay there um, just like as an outlet. But I think my time of pushing that hard is gone. And now my focus is going to be more on 
making sure that my podcasts are at the top quality that they should be. And that's a good segue into the podcast you've been doing lately because we've mentioned A Link to Our Past, which was something you did for a while. There was a couple different seasons with a good variety of guests, but after that ended, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, everything has a shelf life, I guess, in content, whether it's the most yeah. popular podcast in the world or something that someone does in their basement. But um, <laughs> you've been working on some ones lately with some of our friends at uh okay beasts but also andrew taylor yeah so the, i'll start with the okay beast one since i've dropped the andrew taylor podcast a few times <laughs> um so with okay beast i've been nudging and probing and trying to weasel my way into that team for the longest time uh i love all those guys i love the work that they do and to me they're some of the best content creators out there um, like especially in the independent space yeah. and I know that they're listening to this and no, I'm not saying this to suck up to you guys, <laughs> but, uh, no, they are truly amazing. Uh, and I support them everywhere. Even, I don't even listen. There's, you know, last couple of months, I haven't really been even keeping up with their podcast. I'm still a Patreon supporter. I still mm. support them in every single way I can. Their community. I'm more part of their community now than I have ever been a part of the kind of funny community. Like their community is my day-to-day. I, we have a Discord. I'm always in there. I'm always chatting with people. Um, so when Apex Legends came out, we uh, everyone was so excited. And I threw in the Discord, hey, so someone, we got to start a podcast. And they said, yeah, maybe we will. And I private messaged Alex and I said, if you're serious about doing this, please, I, I want to be a part of this, please. And part of this was because I really loved the game. And part of this was because I really wanted to be a part of a podcast, especially an OK Beast podcast. And either they really liked me or they were just sick of me bugging them. (laughs) And they said, yeah, let's do it. So that was, you know, in February, that was 11 episodes again uh, ago. Uh, Episode 11, I believe, or 12 just launched uh, this uh, past Friday, which was April the uh, the 18th. Oh, sorry, April the 19th. Um, And it's, it's doing good. I don't know. It was supposed to originally be a five episode run. Um, but since then it's just become so popular that mm. we don't know how much longer it's going to be. It, it is just so popular now, right? Yeah. People love it. I was just going to say, I remember the launch, at least it was charting in iTunes and I think probably did a lot better than most people would have anticipated. And do you, yeah. do you think that, I know OKB seems to have, have made an effort to do this, but it's, it's that podcast that focuses on the latest big thing, whether it's, I think they had an anthem one that maybe that didn't do as well as they hoped because the game didn't do as well as a lot of people hoped. But that's just an assumption. I could be wrong. Maybe it did really well. But Apex Legends has certainly been a phenomenon in the gaming world coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that probably took people by surprise. And then for the podcast to be tied to that so strongly, I imagine a lot of people are searching for something where they can find out tips and news and all of that about this game that seems to be you know the flavor of the month for multiple months yeah for sure uh well what happened was and kind of to uh drift back a bit on what you said with the uh we actually we hit number one in canada and i think close to number one in the u.s but it really popped and i was i thought we were were smart and we were the only people on there no there was people that started a, a few hours a day or two before us and they were on there. They were doing the exact same thing. There was, right. I think there was at least five shows doing the exact same thing. But 
we triumphed over all of them. Um, you also spent our number. <laughs> well, I think what happened was well, number one, the first thing always is quality. Mm. I don't have the best equipment, but I feel like my output, mic wise, sounds pretty good. And Blessing and Alex are top notch quality all the time. Mm-hmm. So having those guys produce this product on something like this, whereas everybody else is probably just trying to jump on it, yeah. I don't think their quality was up to snuff. Uh, based on some of the ones I've heard, but the, we, the way we've we mapped out every episode and knew exactly where we were going with this, rather than just kind of going Winging at it yeah. rogue, exactly, I, it helped us define what we were doing and having the backbone of OK Beast. I'm sure helped, but it, it definitely, it definitely was amazing to see. Like they even told me it was one of their most successful shows, yeah. which is is great to hear. Right, it's bringing more numbers to their site, bring more traffic. Um, but yeah, I, obviously I do think a large part of it is because we jumped on it early and we did a good, we had an attractive album art. We had, you know, a good name and the jump master is you're the jump master in the game. Right. So it's kind of where the other ones are just something like enter, enter the apex or apex says it, they weren't, they weren't trying hard enough to get like a, a cool name with it. All, all these little things I think contribute yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Um, but it, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of what we've done. I have a blast recording it every week with them it's i've feel like i've learned a lot recording with them and it's even though some there's some weeks that we talk about the game and i haven't even played the game in in a while (laughs) it's still i still love the game and it's still so much fun to you know theorize and just talk about where it's going and and what to expect Mm -hmm. from it just you've you've interviewed them both they they are great guys to talk to yeah they've been on here a couple times with uh, a a special patreon episode that i did to kind of talk to them about that process so yeah i was gonna say everything that alex van aken and, and blessing adieu jr do together seems mm-hmm. or even separately there's always a, a great presentation and you mentioned like the yeah. album art and everything like they put themselves in the best possible place to succeed if they happen to get noticed and that's something that they just do so well and i'm sure that that as well as being part of that process you must have learned a lot that you can take into your own podcasting as you go ahead right for sure i mean just the show notes part of it you know being organized is something that when uh we started a podcast when i started a podcast with andrew taylor i i know we we did a few dry runs where we just kind of went at it and then when we finally decided on what we were going to do i'm saying we we need show notes we need to nothing that we're just going to read off but we just need kind of uh, a guideline an outline of what we're talking about that day and mm. it make, made a huge difference going from rambling to actually having an idea of where we we're going a plan you know what i mean and it's not that we have any of the episodes scripted it's all off the cuff mm. but at least we know hey this is what we're doing at this point then we're going to talk about this then we're going to talk about this but everything that happens in between is free range that's cool and uh We've mentioned it a few times, but Panel to Panel is the comics podcast with Andrew Taylor. I think it's something yes. that he did for a couple of years or at least previously before a, a fairly long hiatus, but you've come in with him to revive that show. Is that right? Yeah. So I actually, so the next thing I wanted to do was have a comic book podcast because myself, I couldn't find any comic book podcast that were what I want. It was, you know, you have to be in the know. You need to be reading Everything. Spider-Man <laughs> since the 1960s. Yeah, exactly. Like reading a Marvel and DC book is extremely hard because some books you have to be reading for God knows how long years. Right. And it's so hard to find where to start, where to jump on and all that kind of stuff. 
and I'm more of a, you know, an image book guy, like more independent stuff. So I wanted to start my own podcast for the longest time and I finally got it going. Mm. Um, and it was, it was, uh, I'm not going to say the name of it just in case someone takes it, but I started a show and it was, it was essentially, you know, book of the week and then talk about a topic and the person I was with, unfortunately, wasn't feeling it anymore. So it had to be dropped. I was kind of struggling this time because no, po- I couldn't get any podcasts uh, going. So I didn't know what more to do. And, and then I, one day I was talking to Andrew. I was going to do another podcast called Nice Try Bad Guy where we talk about villains every week. And we yeah. talk about you know what, what their plan was and how they went wrong and how we can fix it. <laughs> and before anyone tries to steal that idea, it's, I have my old episodes up there on SoundCloud. So don't even think about it. <laughs> um, but... And then I talked to Andrew. I was like, oh, do you want to be on this show? I'm going to do by myself. And he said, great, like as a guest. And then I asked him about Panel to Panel because Panel to Panel was the only comic book show that I was listening to because it was what I wanted. It was talking to the right viewers. It was it was not belittling you as a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he when he had to stop doing it, you know, I was bummed. I never could find another show. So we talked for a bit and we kind of hashed out some ideas and we came up with what we have now, which is, you know, every week we talk about what we're reading. Um, we have a topic that can be anything from a current event to just a topic from our little hat of list, a uh, hat of topic ideas. And then we have my personal favorite section sales because I'm cheap and I like to s- save on stuff. So I like to tell people about sales. And then we have our recommendation of the week. So it's perfect for people that, you know, aren't, are afraid to get into comics because it's it's very entry level, but you can be deep in the comics and still enjoy it. Mm. You know what I mean? And we don't just talk about comic books. We talk about anything that connects to comics. Our first episode was about the Joker trailer because that was what was hot at the moment, which as we know was connected to Batman. And we kept the theme going by talking about Batman and his 80th anniversary. So we talked about, you know, our favorite villains, our favorite things about Batman. And that's and, and then last week we talked about our origin story about where we started in comics. Um, this this past week we released a bonus episode already about Hellboy. We watched the Hellboy movie. <laughs> we talked about we talked about the comics. We talked about the old movies. We talked about everything Hellboy related. So that's what we're trying to do is just try to keep it all main not mainstream, but we're trying to keep it all connected so people accessible. can connect with mm-hmm. it exactly accessible. So it just makes it easier so that someone that see, watches the movie. They can go, I want to know more, but I'm too scared to jump in the comics. Yeah. So th- that's what we're trying to do with the show. And it's just like Jumpmaster. I'm very, very happy with what we're doing. And uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, it's great to see you having fun and making podcasts with, with people who are experienced as well. Because I know Andrew Taylor has done... Oh, he's done so much. Yeah, I wish he would bring private chats back because I really enjoyed that podcast he used to do, which was, it was kind of similar to this one, but a lot more conversational mm-hmm. and less kind of... I guess interviewee, um, and yeah, and that's a little personal. Yeah, yeah, that's a show that I really enjoyed listening to. So maybe now that he's podcasting again, that can come back. Andrew, I know you. Andrew, listening. are you listening? <laughs> yeah, I never got to go on as well. I really wanted to, but uh, it's you'll it's, be his first guest yeah, back. I'm it'll sure it'll happen. It was something yeah. to do with like he, he needs to finish reading my book or something before he was going to have me on there. And then the, the show canceled. So I don't know yeah. where that's at. But if it can ever come back, I'd be very happy to see that happen. So. Uh, yes, for sure. Yeah, and I guess the questions that I ask everybody is what would you say has been the hardest point of getting to where you are, where you're able to pick up different podcasts and talk about different topics and have a confidence that maybe you wouldn't have had previously, like you've already discussed the anxiety you had about being heard as you record, but 
you know, you're feeling mm-hmm. confident to even reach out to people like Alex and Blessing who are podcasting pros and, and put together new concepts for shows and pitch stuff to people like Andrew Taylor. Yeah. I would say the hardest part is just the time and just uh, having the the drive to do it because mm. there's some times where you know you don't feel like you don't feel like you're on uh, you know and I and I had that recently where I couldn't be on a show because I to be completely frank with you I would just, I didn't feel mentally prepared I don't feel like I was in the right mindset and I felt like I would have brought down the show if I did it mm. so you know I told the people I was with that I I can't I can't do it today um, and they were completely understanding and when you have people that understand that that's how you know you're in good company mm. when people understand that listen i i just can't i'm not going to give you an excuse i just can't do this today and they understand that and like that's that's the best kind of person people that you could be with um so it's really yeah, it's finding the time finding the drive because even myself i wanted to start stuff i'm like you know what let's go start my own show one man show talk to myself <laughs> who cares Good luck finding the drive to do that, right? <laughs> so it's it's it, that's all it is, really. That those are the hardest things, and I still feel like they're hard things today, but they're becoming easier. You know what I mean? It's great. And also, getting the best album art, I feel like, is extremely hard to get a logo and artwork. I that is, if you don't have the right artwork, it's people will look at that podcast and go, "Meh, I'm not gonna listen to it." Yeah. <laughs> it's tough because you've only got so much space to work with. It's not like a yeah. CD or a record where you know it's this detailed piece. You've got you got to have text on there. It's got to be clear. It's got to be interesting. Yeah, it's very hard. It's got to pop. Yeah. And that's what I I love about both the shows I'm on right now. Alex is an amazing designer, and the the Jumpmaster artwork is perfect. Mm. Um, panel to panel, Andrew had made a, a while ago, and the guy just kind of revised it, and he had a little cute with Andrew Taylor and John Bernardo, which makes it seem so much more professional than it is. And uh, every every week I do the thumbnail, so I I take pride in finding the right image and plastering our logo on there to make it pop. So cool. it I I'm a big presentation guy, and I I always try to make sure that that's another hard part, just making sure. Like I go through ten thumbnails for every episode to try to find the right one. <laughs> you can ask Andrew, you know. In our episode so far, I, I send him like I send him like ten pictures. I'm like, "Hey man, which one do you like?" He says, "Do just pick one." I, I can't decide. Uh, I can't because there's so many. I, I have so many ideas, and I I don't know what looks good. And once it's out there, I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I can I can understand that. So, what would be your advice to people? What have you learned from your experience podcasting that you can impart? One thing I hear a lot of people say is, "Just do it. Just do it. Just go ahead and do it. Doesn't matter what you have." And I accept that to a certain extent. I don't say just do it. I say you do make sure that you have the right set because, you know, if you come out of the gate like Andrew and I were trying to do with an episode one and, you you know, you're stumbling all over the place. You don't have a plan. It's sloppy. You don't know what you're doing. And you're just you're just kind of winging it. Right. Mm. People, not a lot of people are going to accept that. And me personally trying to hear a podcast that sounds like you're talking through your MacBook mic, it's not, it's not going to come across good. Like you'll have people support you, but at the end of the day, people aren't going to come back because they want to hear quality, uh, quality product. Not that your words aren't quality, but if I can barely understand you, then how am I supposed to know what it is? So 
I do say just do it, but I don't say make it live right away. I say make sure you, you do a few dry runs, make sure it is what you want. Invest a little bit in a quality microphone. I am right now using the Blue Yeti, which a lot of people haven't enjoyed, but I feel like and you know, people can speak to what they hear here and on panel to panel and jump master. I feel that like the quality is pretty good, especially with the extra effects that I can put on it. Mm. If I can if I can be alongside on a permanent position with OKBeast, OK who is top quality in their product, and and what I'm doing is okay, to me that makes me think that you know my production quality is not on the same level, but it's definitely on par with their stuff. So it makes sure you have at least something decent enough to sound good. Make sure you have a plan, and just make sure you have a good idea because there's there's too many just simple gaming podcasts. There's too many. I'm just talking with a friend. You need to have something that that's different. What, yeah. what makes you unique? Sure. I'm not saying you can't do something that's just gaming, but just understand that you, if you're looking to try to become the next big, big thing or trying to become one number one on iTunes, it may not happen because you're gonna get buried amongst all of the other like-minded podcasts. Mm. Not to mention IGN, Polygon, Kotaku. Exactly, exactly. Kind you can have your own niche audience, you know what I mean? But you, you just have to think about what are you going to bring to the t- And I think this goes with any sort of creative outlet. What are you bringing to the table that someone else isn't already doing? Mm. You can still do what they're doing and you know just do it really well, but just really think about what what your idea is. Try to be set, unique, stand out, and just bring something different that no one's heard before, you know? Very good. So, John... Last question. If you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail, you've got a big smile on your face because <laughs> you've heard, you've heard this 115 times before, but what would, yeah. you, what would you do? <laughs> well, here's the thing is that I forgot about that question until we started recording. <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I've been trying to think of what it was because I don't, I don't know what it is. But if I, if, I, if I could do anything, go I don't have to worry about, and I've heard you say this a million times, I know, I don't have to worry about skill, I don't have to worry about money, I don't have to worry about anything. I think I would do something in the video game sphere, not journalism or anything like that. Um, it would. I would love to work for an actual developer in any way. I you know I've applied many times to Ubisoft here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having gotten in yet, but you know, fingers crossed on the next application. Uh, just, I want to be in that world. I want to be a part of something that is a passion of mine rather than me going to work. And I just go to work for a company right now. I do a nine to five. I am in in an important role right now. I got promoted. So I do need to pay more attention to the business, but I don't care about the business. If that makes sense. I don't care what we're selling. Mm, It doesn't listening, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like, I like what we sell is not something that I'm passionate sure. about. I'm passionate about my work. I do. I give my work 110%, but it's not something I go home and I think about, you know, selling ice cream machines. Sure. But I want to talk about video games. I want to talk about comics. If I could be involved in a job that is what I want it to be, mm. uh, that that would be what I would do. That's right. If you would ask me this question five, six years ago, I would have said I want to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said I wanted to be touring, playing playing uh you know playing across the world being successful not in a financial way just in you know in uh in like a fan base way mm. in a listener way 
that ship has sailed. You're too old I don't for that. <laughs> I, dude, I am, I am 32, and I feel like I'm 50. Yeah. And I look like I'm 20. <laughs> Kinda. That's good. <great>. Shave. <laughs> I mean, Ubisoft's so massive in Canada. I can just, I can imagine that panning out for you eventually if you keep at it, man. Because it's such a huge company that they need all kinds of people. So you know, whatever your exactly. experience is, whether it's sales, accounting, whatever, like they're going to need people like that to work for them. And I'm sure that a lot of people want to work there, even people who have mm. nothing to do with the games industry. But, you know, having, having your background could only help, I think. So keep at it. That'd be awesome. And that's kind of why I still have part of the gamer kind of going because it's, it's something I use in my cover letter. I was like, look at what I've built. Mm. No, I've created these podcasts. Look at what I've built here. And it's even though it's has... You know, before my current position, I was a customer service representative everywhere I went. Now I'm I'm a project coordinator. So over time, that might mean something to Ubisoft, and maybe <laughs> they'll look at them and go, "Oh, okay, you're important now. We can we can talk." We'll see. But yeah, that's cool, man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show and for supporting uh, my endeavors, whether it's writing my book or the podcast over the years. It's been awesome to just know that there's people like you out there that are eating it up and keen and eager for the next episode so thanks again no man thank you and thank you for having me on it's, it truly was an honor thank you for listening and thanks to the audio technica you can catch john on twitter at john s bernardo subscribe to the jump master podcast and panel to panel you might even get some spicy end game content this week but if you want to help out my podcast putting in work you can leave a five star rating and review in itunes or head over to patreon.com slash we are 8-bit and that's where you can chip in a little bit of cash from as little as one dollar a month to help the 8-bit collective grow so if you'd like to follow me on twitter i'm at jono himself and until next week keep putting in work